This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Isaiah 32 verse 15. <laughs> Let's start from verse 14. Because the palaces shall be forsaken, the multitude of the city shall be left. The faults and towers shall be for dens forever. A joy of wild asses and a pasture of flock. Give me another translation of the Bible, of the scripture. Let's depart from King James and come to <laughs> another. <laughs> Hallelujah. If, just give me another translation that is more. Um, for the palace has been abandoned. The populated city deserted. The hill of the city, the water have become caves for wild animals forever. A delight for wild donkeys, a pasture for flocks. This is describing a very ugly situation. Where there should be people, where there should be a palace, where there should be a blessing, a cause, where there should be a palace, you have animals running rampant there. And the Bible says, verse 15, it's where we are going. Until. Thank God for that word, until. It's not meant to last forever. The desert should not be forever. There is an answer to desert. The Bible says, until the spirit is poured out upon us from on high. And as a result of the outpouring of the spirit, the Bible said, the wilderness becomes a fertile field. If there is a wilderness in anybody's life, it's only, there is only need for one thing, the touch of the spirit. This is how a season in the wilderness can suddenly become a season of party and prosperity. Until the spirit is born, the wilderness becomes a fertile field and the fertile field is valued as a forest. What I like about the power of the spirit of God is that it does not only make the wrong rights. It makes the right more rights. <laughs> Hallelujah. So the wilderness becomes a fertile field. Now the field that is already fertile goes to another level. It moves from a field to a forest. Wow. That's the same thing that Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. John 11. He who believes in me, though he be dead, he shall live. And the one that is alive who believes in me shall not die. That means when I come, regardless of your state, you are upgraded. That's what the Bible is saying. Hallelujah. God bless you this morning. <laughs> this is the day that the Lord has made. I only say God bless you. I didn't say we should sit down. I said God bless you this morning. You all sat down. Now I didn't say you should stand up either. I just said what I did not say. God bless you. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
Is God blessing are equal to sit down? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord. The touch of the Spirit is the number one thing of changing from a night season to a day season. There is a way. So, I want to talk about three important things. And for somebody watching me, you are in Psalm 126. The Bible says in verse 5, those who sow in tears. That means when a person is weeping, there is something you can do. Many times, believers talk as if, uh, you know, first service I spoke about the fact that God's, God's season is different from man's season. But I don't want to go fully, uh, uh, I don't want to go back into that. And I said that when you begin to operate God's season for your life, all things will work together for your good. And I explained that a Christian is not moved by circumstances. A Christian is moved by the Spirit of God. Then we talked about Numbers chapter 9, where they were told by God from around verse 18, that as they were camping, the Bible talks clearly about the fact that there were no certainty to as to how many, no, how many number of days they were to come for. There was a cloud which represented the signal of the Spirit. The cloud was over the tabernacle in the wilderness. At times, the cloud will rest for one day, at times for one week, at times for one month. When the cloud, cloud rested, nobody moved. And there were times that the cloud lifted, they were supposed to move. So there were days that there were moments that the cloud rested for one year, nobody moved. And there were moments that cloud rested for one week. So there were days they came for one year, there were days they came for one week, there were days they came for one month. They never operated by the seasons of other nations. And the Bible was careful to say that chapter 9, that whether the cloud lifted in the night, they moved. Because God does not recognize these seasons as we see them. And I said that that is why the Bible said that the sun shall no longer be thy light. Isaiah 61. Nor for brightness shall the moon give light to The Bible says God is everlasting light. He moved you from being ruled by the sun to him becoming your son. Because the normal sun fluctuates. That's why they say life is, full, life is full of ups and downs. When they are talking about mortal men. Because the sun will rise at a particular time. It will go there at a particular time. But the Lord said to you. I don't want son to be your son. So that you don't keep having day and night, day and night. I want to be your son. And in me there is no darkness. Isn't that a blessing? Hallelujah. We have been plucked from the seasons of life. But all the summary of the first service. We are led by the spirit, not by circumstances. And I explained that. There were moments when they wanted to rest. Because they just packed every time Moses blew that on. When the cloud lifted, God said, Once you see the cloud lifting, blow the on and everybody will start moving they will have to unpack pack dismantle the tent they were leaving the tent put it on their shoulder and they will start moving so there were moments that they wanted to rest okay we move for three days now let's rest and then after 24 hours, the cloud lifted again god said it's time to move you have at times you've done a project you'll take it's time to relax but in the school of the spirit god wants you to do more may your season be may, may you function by season for your life not by circumstances around. And I gave a word of knowledge about the spirit. There are young men listening to me. You know, you are listening to me right now also. You are waiting for some conditions before you get married. It is when you marry that those conditions will happen. It's not for everybody, but for certain people here. When I get an apartment, I'm living in a BQ now, a mini flat. When I get three bedroom, then I will marry. 
for you. You will marry. You will get a three-bedroom when you marry. Let's leave that. Someone can decode that. Are you with me? Yes, sir. I'm saying that we function as the spirit leads. There are things we think you are not right for, but the Lord will say, now is the time. And there are things you want to do, and God will say, no, not yet time. And you have to respond. The glory of Christianity is in obeying the voice of the Spirit. Yes, sir. Not a prophet directly. Are you with me? Yes, sir. This is why I said that shape is a training for deep spirituality for leaders. This Sunday is the last one for the year, 5 p.m. I'm going to talk about how to interpret dreams, visions, and how to know how the Lord speaks to you. There are different ways, and we will examine that one by one. And then you know it particularly. It will shock you how many things God has told you, and you never, you never knew that it was God talking. This is why we release ourselves to worship. Hallelujah. Let my life be the temple of your spirit. Let my spirit fill the warmth of your embrace. This will help me. Make my life your holy habitation. Where your spirit is pleased to dwell. Lord, I want to know your glory. I want to offer the sacrifice of praise. you walk with the Lord, the deeper your songs become. There are songs danceable and there's nothing wrong with them. There are praise songs. But there are songs for connectivity. There is a time to praise God, but there is a time to worship. There is a time to dance for Him, but there is a time to be still before Him. When the glory falls, there's no word to say. There's a realm of worship that you don't know what to say again. And when the king appears, you go flat on your face. When you dance, it hasn't happened. There's a place for dancing, no doubt about that. But in the height, when it comes to worship or worships, you, you are motionless. Can you hear the sound of heaven? <laughs> I think I played that last day. Are the sound of many waters? I don't know this song much, but I love this song. Hallelujah. Let's go. Holy, holy, holy. You know, it's been about four people that I. The, the man brought the song when he had a vision of heaven. There has been about four people that I know of, not those who just fabricate something after it's 8 a.m. with vivid visions of heaven. And there's something common there. All of them 
they have been made to see little children who were aborted babies on earth. The Creator picked them up. One of them said, Lord, who are these? Said, Those are the children that they were rejected on earth. And usually they choreograph for the king and they, they dance to the one who rescued them from a life that he gave them but mortal men took away and said they shall not be. And all over the world, they are working hard to legalize abortion, kill more. You can tell nations protect the right of trees. When I go to America, I stand behind my hotel, you are seeing square running and you can't touch them, you can't kill them, but the same nation will pass a law, kill unborn children. Isn't that insane enough? It shows how devil is moving all out all around the world. And there are Christian parents. Why some are believing God for children? Some are saying that, you know, I just got a job. I didn't know that Christians were aborting before until recently. In the name of I'm not ready. If you were aborted, why they were not ready for you? Beyond being a sin in the Bible, it is the height of selfishness for the one born to kill the unborn one and say that under any excuse. in America there are preachers who can't talk like this anymore they made them to keep shots so they are afraid to say that abortion is wrong what is wrong is wrong if anybody's listening to me and you've done an abortion before it's not to condemn you if you are repentant and you turn to Jesus, all things are passed away. It doesn't matter. But if you have not specifically addressed it, you are dodging it, you need to. Yeah. There might be some that you might actually need someone to pray with you. Imagine a child walking up to a woman and saying, Mom, I was the one you aborted. But the king gave me life and I'm here again. I could have been your son or that. And come to think of it, I was sent to lift up the name of the family, but you sent me back. Can you hear the sound of heaven? I didn't plan to say this. Seasons. When the spirit moves, he hands a season and he bats another one. Now, so many people seem to be very sober. I know some are feeling for some people. Okay, <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> the spirit will just take us a little off the. It is what he says is the track, is the track. But can I just warn all Christians? If God gives you a child, don't say that I, I have visions, I have plans. This is not time. This is not time. If it's not time, don't sleep with your husband. Once God gives you a child, accept the child. Do not have blood in your hand. It will affect you. Don't. I will stop there.
I perceive strongly that the Lord is ministering to some people. Hallelujah. All right. Amen. It looks to me as if there might be many people might need to talk to some of the pastors today. If you, if you feel like, please do. Please do. If you, if you feel in your spirit, don't suppress it. Please do. Are you a guy you're giving somebody money or consented to an abortion before? If you need to see people after the service, see the pastors. Um, it's like we are free from some things only when we talk about them. Confess your fault one to another. Pray for one another you might be healed. There is that dimension. So what the Lord does not want is that all of us, one, two, three, four, five, we pray together every now and then. And I'm going to do something bad and I'm praying. I say I've talked to God about it and I'm praying. Some is going to affect our prayers. I need to let them know what I've done. God forbid. So if I say, Pastor, I do something with a female member at this church and I'm pretending to pray with other pastors. And we come Sunday morning, I open my Bible and I'm just praying. And I think it's just the flow should just continue like that. What pastors who do this, who deny it, counter it, watch them. They're all over Nigeria. Watch their hand. Five years, six years along the line, they are down. Yeah. Because there must be a point where you let people know. See, I, Jesus has rescued me. I felt, but guys, I'm able to stand by me and pray. I made a mistake. It is not out of place. It is not too terrible to, for a Christian to do something. Or it is terrible to cover it. So under, under the old covenant, they were told that he that covered his sin shall not prosper. So just come and do as if nothing happened and continue. Hey guys, let's, uh, I'm a member of the choir and just continue and say, no, I've, I've asked God to forgive me. No. But I stop here. If a man cheats on his wife and he doesn't want to talk about it, something is going to go wrong along the line. Yeah. Look at the way everybody's looking at me. <laughs> Have you been committing sin? Are <laughs> you looking at me like. <laughs> I have concluded that part. I have said, see, after service, talk to a pastor. If you need to come at the altar to pray, pray. Hopefully there will be time between second service and third service for pray. See, part of the word of God is to reprove, rebuke, and exalt. Those are the three things that the Bible says, God, Paul told Timothy. We have removed the first two. We only do the third one. We exalt. God will bless you. Amen. But the Bible said, the, this is why there are many people who go to church, especially in Nigeria, all over the world, with some terrible things still going on in their lives. Because we don't reprove, we don't rebook, we only exalt. But in the wisdom of God, he put even that too first, that you reprove, you rebook before you exalt. But now we just exalt. Several steps to be blessed. God will bless you. There's nothing wrong. But have you reproved? Have you rebooked before exalting? 
R-R-E. It's a formula. This apostle of grace, Paul, who told Timothy that this is the order. You reprove, you rebook, you exalt. That means after correcting people, like I said, somebody that has happened to before, Jesus will not condemn anybody. But he has to first of all know that it's wrong. You need to reconcile, Lord. And then it is, the blood takes care of it, it's gone. And there's no accuser that can use it against you anymore. Yeah. But if your conscience is weak and you feel somebody, it means that you need to still talk to somebody. Otherwise, the enemy will take advantage of it. Is somebody blessed this morning? My time is right there. <laughs> Hallelujah. They that sow in tears shall reap. That means when you are in tears, you should sow. You see, this is the idea. When a Christian is going through a wilderness, especially for a protracted period of time, it's because there is something to know. Every wilderness experience is to let you know something. The sooner you know it, the, be- the quicker you will come out of it. I'll show you two examples. You know Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18. Let's read. I want you to see it. The purpose for wilderness. Seasons are changing this morning. Yeah. Thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. For it is he that giveth the power to get to thy master. I want where he says that he took you through wilderness, he humbled thee. There is another one I want to report. I, I just thought of that one. Let me start with that one. Um, he said that he made you pass through this wilderness. That he might prove to you that man shall not live by bread alone. If you find it, tell me. Who fed thee in the wilderness with manna, which your father knew not, that he might humble thee, that he might prove thee to do good to your latter end. Now, one way he says that man shall not live by bread. Look for that scripture. It's a Jesus quoted from the autonomy. It's autonomy. Man shall not live by bread alone. Anybody that finds it, please help me. We have to be very fast. It's like Mr. Scripture is struggling with scripture. I quote a lot, but I don't know scripture. So, but I know that it's somewhere there. It just came like a flash. Yes, thank you. He humbled thee and suffered thee to hunger. Ah, who is he talking about? God. Suffered thee to hunger and fed thee with manna. Way down west, no, now that thy fathers know. That he might make thee to know. What is the purpose of the hunger? What does he want them to know? That means if you are in the wilderness and you are hungry and you are eating manna, the day you know that man does not live by bread alone, the lesson has ended. Is that right? So the whole purpose of the wilderness. God was saying that, look, I want to teach you something. I want you to learn how to be disconnected from men, helping you to see me as your only help. So I'm going to take you to a wilderness where no man can help you. And I want to, as you pray, I give you bread. You pray against serpent, I protect you. Till you come out to a conclusion, come to a conclusion that, look, man does not live by bread alone. Man lives by every word. So I will make a situation happen. I will give you a word that will solve the problem. Something else will happen. I will give you a word. I'm trying to call your attention to something. Learn the lesson that man lives by every word. The day you know it. If it takes you 40 years to know, 40 years shall be in the wilderness. 
And if it takes you six months to know, only six months shall be in the wilderness. The second thing similar to this in Daniel chapter 4, verse 17. Now, look at Daniel 4, 17. When Nebuchadnezzar was turned to an animal, the reason was given. Daniel 4, 17. Now, this is interesting. Oh, Lord, show us light. This matter is by the decree of the watchers and the demand by the word of holy ones to the intents. Can you see it? If your Bible is, you underline it, this is the judgment of Nebuchadnezzar. The day he turned to animal, the angel was saying that this is why we are doing it. There is a reason. To the intent, we want the living to know that the most high ruleth upon the kingdom of men and he gives it to anybody. Nebuchadnezzar, for now, you are thinking that you, you were the one that got yourself to this level. We want to send you to the school of zoology for seven years. You do, you do BSc, <laughs> MSc, and then <laughs> he said, there is what we want to now. Look at verse 25. Repeated again in a more in a clearer way of the same verse. They shall drive thee from among men. Thy dwelling shall be with white beasts of the field. They shall make thee eat grass as an oxen and wear thee with the dew of heaven. Seven times shall pass over you. What's the next word there? Everybody say it together. That word, see you. Say it again. What's that? Say it again. Everybody say it again. Let me hear from the old church. That means the judgment, the lifespan of the judgment is depend on just one thing. Till thou know that the most high, the day you know that the most high ruled the kingdom of men, what would that be for? And give it to anybody. So we need you to know one thing. The day you know that it is not man who attains to greatness, it is God who makes a man great. He said when you know your school of zoology will come to an end. And the Bible said, Nebuchadnezzar said, at the end of seventh year, I lifted up my eyes and I gave glory to the God of heaven. And they said, return his kingdom. Now he knows. I took you through Joseph one time. Sometimes, the role God wants you to play in the future is so critical. Brethren, God is a trainer and he pays attention to details. If you read the tabernacle of Moses, they were even told, God told Aaron, told Moses that when you light the seven candles, the shadow of the light must not fall backward. You must place, I will explain that Jesus Christ is in every chapter in the covenants. Yes. They were told that the uh, altar must be of four colors. Purple, the eighth color represents Jesus. Because that's why four books talk about Jesus in the Bible. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Matthew saw the, Jesus the king. Mark, Jesus the man. Jesus the sufferer, Luke, and then Jesus the son of God, John. And they represent the four colors. The purple, the scarlet is suffering. The purple is king. The God is right. All those colors are from the, everything about the tabernacle. We're just talking about Jesus Christ. Everything. He is the bread of life, so you have the show bread. God was just preparing the way and prepare. So when he said it is over, the curtain tore from to what people could not see. Only high priest will go in once in a while. God opened it for all to see. Because the son has died. Now, tabernacle of Moses has ended. It has been fulfilled in one man. The Lord told Moses, the tent is like, you know, it was a tent. The, the robes holding the tent to stand. God told Moses that, make sure the peg enters the ground halfway. Why? Because the son will die and he will resurrect. If it enters fully, he would have died without resurrection. Partial barrier. 
Everything about the old covenant was spoken because Jesus Christ, the Bible says that he said, You search the scripture, you think in there, you have it. Then they are the ones who testify of me. There's no scripture that is not pointing to Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's all about you. Everything is about Jesus. And when you have truly given your life to Jesus Christ, you have no will of your own again. You know the message we don't preach again. Listen to me. A Christian cannot wear what you feel like wearing. You wear what your master permits you to wear. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. No turning back. Those were the songs that we grew up with. And I still love them. My parents didn't like it when I got born again. I went for a Christian meeting and they told me not to come back to the house. So many people don't want their salvation to cost them anything. I'll still follow you. No turning back. No turning back. We didn't even have to ask questions then. When things went wrong, we just enjoyed it as part of the suffering for Christ. We never prayed that anybody persecuted us should die. We embraced the persecution. Secondly, to the teachers who beat the light out of us for being Christians. Through it all, through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. Those were our songs then. What has happened to Christianity? But that is not new. <laughs> anyway, are you following me? Yes, Hallelujah. Yes, How did I get to the tabernacle? <laughs> wow. I talked about the spirit, then I talked about that wilderness time a lesson a lesson this is why it is important to pray at that time that god should show you light but i will add one more thing so now i talked about the anointing of the spirit See, when you encounter the anointing your season has to change in the story of elisha the prophet in first second king chapter four the zero fat with the widow or the woman no she had husband actually she never knew. Somehow she just felt that this man passing is a man of God. Remember she was an old woman and she was barren. And then she told her husband that this is a servant of God passing. Let us make a place for him in our house. They did. Long and short of it, they had a child. The season of barrenness ended when the woman recognized the grace of God upon Elisha. Hmm. Until the spirit comes. Once there is darkness, please match these two things together. Number one, there is a lesson to learn. There is something God is trying to tell you. And if you don't learn, you might not come out of it. Number two, people come out of seasons by a prophetic intervention. Not that I go look for a prophet, no. By God sending a word to you. And it ends because the word represents light. Did you get that? Yes, I will add one more thing. So two things. An encounter with the prophetic and then understanding the meaning. For instance, 
Because if it's the other one, prophetic will not end it. If God wants you to learn, for instance, a man does not live by bread alone, there is no prophet word, prophetic word. You won't receive a word that will solve the problem until you submit yourself to the change. Somehow, there is a role that God wants you to play in the future, and it feels that you are a wonderful person, but you have a problem with lust. At that level, God knows that, see, your plan, your plan, nations will depend on you, and people will be at your mercy. Your policy will save life or destroy life. And God says that if this loss is not taken care of, by the time 10,000 girls are saying yes, sir, to you, you have 10,000 babies. So he sits with him and he begins to bring situations to address the fact that there is a problem. You might be a competitive person, a jealous person. You are God's precious daughter. He loves you or son. But he says, we can't leave this thing here. When you get to the pinnacle of success with this thing, you will do more harm than good. So we are going to sit on you. Light will not shine on you until this thing is taken out. What is the Lord trying to adjust in your life that you are not allowing him? The Lord trains. Okay, that was what led me to Tabernacle. He trains. Yes. Hallelujah. Remember I told you the story of Joseph. God, otherwise, he would have dealt with his brothers. I mean, the young man was so cocky. When you read Joseph, you don't read about the fact that he was a very arrogant person. I mean, he had a dream and he woke up the following. He called everybody together. He even gave them seats. <laughs> and Joko said, I dreamt. All your sheep were bowing to mine. And the brothers, now he noticed that it annoyed them. He didn't stop. Then the following day, there was a further dream. He said, even dad and mom said, even you said, join them, they bow. Even the father said that this is your dream, Seb. It's like it's needed to go beyond. And God saw it. You are the rescuer of the next generation, but we can't leave you like this. Then he got to Potiphar's house. It is when you read carefully, you observe. This thing has not left him. Sleep with me, he told me something. No. And in the answer he gave, he used I five times. My master made me lord over this house. He said, in this house, there is nobody greater than I. You are the one that I did not put under me. He has put me in charge of everything. And God told the angel that, ah, he's still proud. He is still proud. <laughs> he was so self-conscious. When he got to the prison and he told the guy the dream, as the guy was going out, he said, come on, if you get to the palace, talk to the king about me. I was stolen. And that guy forgot him for two years. God can deliberately make people forget you. You are pursuing them, they are running away. Face what God is saying. When you get here, they will return to you. Those who have mastered the lesson God is teaching, you will never beg man. They will come to meet you. Once you find yourself beaten against the waves, you are the one effort here and there, there is a lesson that the king is telling you you can't shine light on yourself. It is only in this light that you see light. And he's telling you that this darkness period, this wilderness is about to end. But there is something you must learn. I need to adjust this. So that's one a prophetic work cannot help. It is submission to the discipline of the Father that brings you out of that one. Are you with me? Yes. You know, God showed young Gicho. He knew that he was going to pastor a very large church. But you see, by strength shall no man prevail. Out of ambition, he took the proof. <laughs> he 
He went to the largest church in Korea, Presbyterian Church, measured the size and the length, and declared to the old church that in one year or two, we overtake the biggest church. They were growing. He was working himself to death. Young Cho was the janitor. He was the pastor. He was the counselor. He was the evangelist. He said the old church was built around him. And he was enjoying it. There was a missionary that was much older, about 20 years older than him, who came from America to join. Young Cho was baptizing people. He baptized about 1,000 people. And the man stood there. He was looking, everybody was saying I was sick. And the pastor said, Pastor Cho, let me help you. I said, no, no, I am the one. That there's a special grace for anybody I baptize. And the man left him. When he carried the last woman, that was a fat woman. I think they both fell inside the one. Then he came, as soon as he came out, he went home to change. Billy Graham was coming to South Korea to preach, and he was the interpreter. And they told him, We've got an interpreter. He said, No, no, Billy Graham is very anointed. I am the only one who can interpret. And they said, No problem. So God was just saying that, no problem. Then he broke, he was preaching. Then another preacher came into town and he was as he was interpreting, he just fell down flat on the stage, collapsed. He got up, he was quoting scriptures. They put him back there, he fell again. The evangelist was stranded. And he said, Lord, why are you embarrassing me? Why? Why? I know you've been warning about my health. Why are you allowing this to happen in public? And God said, It has to be in public. That's the only way you will learn. And he said, He told all the doctors who were trying to say, No, 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 I'm a healing minister. I'm going to be fine. The day the Lord will speak, he said, I will heal you, but it will take 10 years. That he said, I want to destroy Almighty Cho. That was what the Holy Spirit told him. I need to destroy Cho so that it will not be you, it will be me, Jesus Christ. When he was not able to go to church again to preach, guess what? The church started growing. God just wanted him to know that it is not by power. So because he was so sick, he called the women in the church. All the things we call household now started with Young Cho. He came, not that the Holy Spirit spoke directly, even though it was God's plan. When he could no longer preach again, he called the women in the First called men. The men turned down the den. Men are wonderful. He had a meeting with all the men about cell. He had the idea of beyond church. Can we have a All the men said that you are trying to make up pastor. No. And he called the women. He said the women felt sorry for him. Pastor, you are saying sorry. And he said, we don't know how to preach, but if we say we should do it, we will do it. So women, let me tell you the secrets. If you want great things in a church, use women. Yes. If you're a man and you're angry, yes. But that's the truth. It's a pattern. We'll talk about that another day. It is true. So the women started the cell, and the cell started growing. Now, a few times they will take him to church. He will manage to go to the pulpit and speak a few words. Quite like, they will take him back to his seats. And the church moved to 10,000, 15,000, 20,000, 30,000. Then he realized, by strength shall no man prevail. God is able to do just what he says. That when God is working in your life and you put your hand, you will suffer. So if God loves you, you will not exactly destroy what he's doing. But you will have that blessing with many pains. I showed you Jacob. After taking the blessing, what happened? I showed you last week. He prayed for Pharaoh. And Pharaoh said, how old are you? He said, 110. He said, my years have been with sorrow and regrets. That was what Jacob said to Pharaoh. Yes. God already said that the younger, will, the elder will serve the younger. Before they were born. Maybe the mom told him that prophecy. 
and his mind began to work out plans. See, schemers in the kingdom, they suffer a lot. Some things, only God can make them happen. Only God can shine his light on you. Only God can shine his light on you. Only God can shine his light on you. When I was coming from Abuja, on, I came on Thursday. As I sat at the lounge uh, of the airport, Dosi just walked in, and then we sat together and we began to talk. He was saying a lot of things, but inside me I was just looking at him. That ah, six years ago, nobody knew this guy. Nobody. When it is your turn, if you have mastered the lesson being taught in the wilderness, when the light rises on you, the whole world will celebrate. It cannot, that kind of light cannot hide. Please, brethren, submit yourself to what the Father is saying. That's why they first. So I mentioned two things, right? The prophetic word and then submitting yourself. Is that okay? This is the Father. One of the things that will help you in doing this too effectively, look away from other people. You are not running the same race with any. God has positioned things in life that when you look at those things, even if you don't know more scripture, they will help you to have understanding, even though you should know scripture. They will help you to have understanding. Now we are in the morning here. It is night in some other places. It is evening in some other places. God made the entire world that way. That all of us will not say Happy New Year at the same time. I will not say good morning at the same time. When I call some friends in America, in some other places, like you cannot say good morning. Okay, maybe earlier hours of morning too. Some of them. God made some nations are three hours ahead of Nigeria. Some are six hours behind. Some are eight hours behind Nigeria. In one nation in America, there are about six time zones in one country. God is giving a parable to let you know that when you say good morning here, it does not mean good morning with everybody. That means some people are experiencing day. Why some people are experiencing night? Never run anybody's race. You are unique. Follow the signal of the Spirit for your life. Submit yourself to the discipline of God. Wait for a prophetic word when you are done to bring you out of darkness to light. Let's rise. Is someone blessed this morning? Hallelujah. I will take it a little further. Talk about the third thing. Mm. I will talk about charity and thanksgiving, third service. That's a bit of day that's so in tears. In tears, you must do something. But I, I will talk about that next service. So if you are for this service, on your way home or when you get to watch the next service, the message of the next service. And watch first service also. You are in the middle. Watch first service. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb. Glory to the Father. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb. With our hands lifted, let's sing one more time. Hallelujah. Just worship him. Glory to the Listen, everybody. As soon as I'll make some pronunciations in November by the grace of God on Sunday. As soon as November ends, this 11th month is ending 
every ugly season in people's life. Truly, for many, you will experience real thanksgiving in the month of December because it will be a new season, a new season, a new season, a new season. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior, and from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late, you are born again, you are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.